Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. Oh, this will be good. Hello, I'm Seamus Byrne. This is The Scrapyard. It has been a while. I've been on a series of trips around the world covering some really big esports events lately, which has put some deep cuts into my time both playing and following the week-to-week details of Blizzard News. I've also moved into a shiny new office this past week, and with that I hope I can say with some confidence that things are starting to get back to normal. There's been lots of news lately and we'll start getting back on top of all the latest next week with a close look at all the latest Hearthstone plans with a couple of other adventurers who are starting to delve into all things Year of the Dragon and Rise of Shadows. But this week, tying in with all the esports I've been covering, I'm sharing the latest episode of my newest show, The Esports Moment. It's a chat with Pig and Maynard, two Aussie StarCraft casters, while we were all in Poland for the recent IEM Katowice finals. I can call Pig a friend of the show as he came on back in the early days to talk us through how StarCraft World Championships were shaping up back at BlizzCon. Anyway, there's a a little more intro attached to the Esports Moment episode, so I'll not waste more of your time covering the same turf. The Scrapyard will be back next week, so until then, relax and enjoy this episode. And if you like what you hear, go grab the Esports Moment directly from your podcast feeds to catch up on the interviews so far or to get ready for what's coming next. Welcome back to the Esports Moment. I'm Seamus Byrne. We've had a week out while I got back from a trip to Intel Extreme Masters in Katowice, Poland, and also moved into a new office. It's not quite studio primed just yet, so excuse some of the echoes, but it's exciting to have a dedicated space I can crack on with a lot more podcasts in. While I was away, I got a lot of great interviews in the can. Um, I guess there's no real cans anymore in the card, I guess. So a great couple of months ahead for those who are sticking around. First up, I thought I'd stick to some Aussies on the global stage before we dive into some of the big overseas talent that I have in store. Over at IEM, I caught up with two of the Aussie casters covering all the action from the StarCraft stage. Usually we only ever get one of these great Australians calling on the world stage at a time. So it was special to be able to catch both Jared Pig Krenzel and Lee Maynard Mandelov behind the scenes on the other side of the world. 
the guys were really, really generous and squeezed me in between StarCraft quarterfinal calls. So we were catching up backstage from the great Spodek Arena. And that's why there's a lot of noise in the background. We explore the state of StarCraft esports, being Aussies behind the casting desk on the world stage and sharing that stage with a very international lineup of talent and plenty more about what's on their minds. Without further ado, here's my chat with Pig and Maynard. Really big picture kind of an, an idea to start. Like what's being a caster on this particular circuit like? I've just had a glimpse. It looks like a share house with catering. Like is that a fair assessment or <laughs> yeah. is it? I mean, we're all we're all really close friends and we've been working together for geez, like five, six years. Yeah. Like a long time. I mean, I started working internationally as a caster in twenty thirteen. But with big, big breaks in between, only just recently went full-time. But I've seen so much of these guys, and we know each other so well that memes and jokes from previous tournaments keep rearing their <laughs> ugly head. You know, if you're late one time, you get you get teased about it for the rest We've of your life. We've been teasing you about this for years. Yeah, and now, and now Pig's getting teased about it because he's one the late event, one. One event you were you know, late, like one guy two does, years ago, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, <laughs> I've been on time, if not early, for the past four or four, for almost four years, and they still go on about it. Is that where you're cotton just, socks. You're just then like waiting for the next person to make their screw up because you're yeah. like yes oh. now I'm off the hook well the, the best part was I think I was late about 36 times before it's moved on to me yeah, you know? they, and, and the running joke was we'd keep teasing oh God, Lee about yeah. it as if he was the one who was late every day when he's there like he would just show up like you know it looks like he's fresh out of bed hair everywhere and he's like 15 minutes late and they completely ignore it because they're looking at their watches to see when I come down because I'm the late one <laughs> yeah so but yeah the point is we're all friends we're, we I, I think it comes through in the cast as well because we just all get along and we just hear we're very clearly having a good time and none of it's put on you know and so. i feel like sometimes that seems to be a, like a really positive part of how casting has evolved in a sense where there were maybe there was you know a while there when everyone's thinking well you know let's be like sports broadcasts are but then as everyone's just gotten more comfortable there's a lot more of that relaxed vibe of being yourself and yeah. sharing that kind of vibe with the community and knowing the kinds of things that are probably being said in chat right now and being able to kind of feed off mm. those sorts of vibes. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us stream as well and some of us full-time, some of us very occasionally, but we're all part of the community. We used to, you know, love to watch streams and stuff as well. So it's just one of those things where I think as well, you want to take the good parts of sports broadcasting, right? Like I love watching, you know, the Aussie Open or something and I look at all these amazing graphics and ways they kind of have these slow-mo shots and things. And I think that's awesome. That's awesome. But at the same time, I think more and more, and this event more than any other Katowice as well, we've moved even further away from the kind of ESPN take a bunch of exports pros, yeah, shove mean, a fancy jacket and a tie on them when they look a bit uncomfortable and awkward on camera. And, you know, it, it doesn't really suit the sports play even that much. And I think esports, like, you know, we're just a bunch of gamers who love the game, right? That's right. Yeah, we're in T-shirts, jeans and sneakers for, I mean, I still am in jeans and sneakers, but just put on a college shirt for this event. You know, we don't dress like that. We aren't suit, tie, sports people. You know, yeah. we're... we're we're, we're, we're gamers and in our off time, we dress the way we do and, and it just makes it more comfortable in it. And honestly, like even, even though it's just clothes, it reflects in what you're doing as well. Like you, you feel more comfortable, you know, so you start to get really cut loose, make a few more jokes, you know, yeah. 
tease people a little bit more, uh, make <laughs> draw f- draw risque things on the telestrator. <laughs> I, I, I saw some of those pictures doing the rounds. <laughs> yeah, they did the rounds. Uh, we, we got told from on high that we should probably stop. Um, but, I mean, you can't argue that we're not having fun. But it was quality analysis. Quality it is quality. You've got to know analysis. where you're getting attacked from and you've got to know where you know, the, the expansion <laughs> the expansions on the outside. And yeah, the attack paths through the yeah, middle. Right. Yeah, you've got to know about that. So what do you feel like some of the highlights of the scene have been over the past couple of years and not necessarily in kind of specific moments, but, but I guess in how the vibe of the scene has been evolving as well. I think in StarCraft in general, we've seen uh, so many like stages at this point, right? Me and, you know, me and Lee have been fans of it since the very start and we've seen it be the very peak of the esports scene when it was having its resurgence and then we've seen it kind of dip down and then go up and down and I think StarCraft especially has found this nice point where we've got a much more engaged community. So people just are having more fun. Um, there's less kind of people hanging on and being as like nervous about, oh, how many viewers are watching this tournament or, or yeah, is it big yeah, enough yeah. or are we, are we legit like traditional sports now? There's still a little bit of that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. That's never going to go away. But uh, I think people just kind of look at StarCraft and it's got this kind of chess-like position where people realize it's really hard. It's amazing to watch. And uh We've got great support. We've still got war chests going on uh, that have been selling out. We've got new skin packs that keep selling out. And it's uh, it's just kind of a, a sweet spot, I think, where the community's very positive with the way the game's developed. Uh, it's still ongoing development, a little balance changes. But I don't know. It just kind of feels like a, the positivity is a lot more than it was at some of the low points yeah. a few years ago. Uh, definitely. Look, there, was, there was definitely a huge trough for the game. I'd say like circa 2015. 14, 15, maybe? Probably like 15, 16. Yeah, probably, like before I guess, Legacy yeah. of the Void came out in 2016, uh, end of 2015. Yeah. But there was definitely a big trough where the whole like dead game meme was, was going through, but that's definitely dissipated. People have realized they don't need to be, it doesn't need to be the number one esport anymore like it was in 2010, 2011. Um, but it's a huge reset. I think a lot of it actually has to do with free to play, which we haven't really mentioned yet. The game went free to play, I think a year ago. Two years ago? Yeah, start of uh, last year. Start, start of 2018. Yeah, yeah that's right. End of yeah. 2017. And, and that made a huge resurgence for the game. There's a lot of my, uh, more focus on microtransactions. The war chest is, as Jared mentioned, like that's a, a huge um, contributing factor to like basically saying, hey, community, if you want to fund these tournaments, then show us you can. Yeah. And the community for StarCraft always shows up with funding these tournaments. I mean, one of the big ones we have to always shout out when I think about the community funding is Home Story Cup. Where when they open the floodgates for donated no donations, they'll have a stream of maybe fifteen thousand, fourteen thousand people watching. So in the grand scheme yeah. of things, not that many. Um, but they will get twenty thousand euros in like forty minutes because of how much this community like puts their money where their mouth is with with well they, with how much they love the game. Yeah. The ones that survive the trough and are back for the resurgence, you know, still here for the resurgence, I should say, rather than back, you know. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. I, I feel like. Um yeah, on that point of sort of how the game has kind of positioned itself, it does feel like for a long time, obviously we've got a lot of the other big games right now that are all about like change the meta, change the meta, big, big changes all the time to keep people interested and excited. Um, StarCraft does feel more aligned with the CS type stuff right now where it's kind of a little more stable yeah. and about just kind of pitting pure skill against, you know, and and 
knowing that there's a community that is kind of loyal and dedicated. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think it's funny, right? Because like you think of, um, I think of like test cricket to, to like 2020 and like Big Bash League. And they're like, there's fireworks. And whenever anyone hits a six, there's a dude doing flips on a trampoline. <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, it's like all this crazy stuff. That they're trying to like yeah. dress up and, and do this. And a lot of games are like that. They're like, hey, guys, new patch for our game. It's totally different. And I, I definitely prefer the, hey, you know, the, the gun has slightly different recoil or in StarCraft terms, it's, you know, the battlecruiser can move while shooting and it's still a relatively niche unit, but it's kind of, hey, it's got a bit more usability. Hey, we've, we've kind of changed the Nidus Worm because we want to, we've always been dreaming about being able to reposition units around the map. Let's make that a bit stronger. Um, I definitely prefer that, right? It's the equivalent of in tennis. They're like, we're changing the ball size by one millimeter. <laughs> and yeah. if you're a top pro, yes, it makes a big difference, but to everyone else, it's the same game. Most of the skills still carry right over. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, I have nothing to add there. That's really good. <laughs> Quite a good analogy. <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Um. How regularly are you guys actually on the road? And I'm kind of curious, uh, when I watch some of the uh, ANZ League type stuff, I get the feeling you're mostly like you're casting from home or things like that. You're on a kind of a stream sometimes. Primarily, yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of this, the, I mean, there's the same thing with the online qualifiers in every region as a lot of it is done online. Although I think America and Europe has been getting studio broadcasts, which are actually, you know, on a side note, been doing really, really well. Um, they've been getting a great viewership and it's relatively low cost to run versus one of these big stage events. As far as how long we're on, how often we're on the road, I think we're pretty similar in that regard because we sort of rotate. You know, you'll go to an event and I'll and and not go to one that I yeah, go like to, one and I'll go to one that one you don't go time. to. Yeah, um, because you know, as Australians, we're quite expensive <laughs> yeah, flight yeah. costs and all that sort of stuff. You know, yeah. Um, so uh, I'd say maybe once every couple months we go somewhere. Yeah, or a few months maybe. A couple of years ago, I think it was a few more kind of just all these odd events popping up. Yeah. Whereas it's more, uh, a lot more online stuff at the moment. It's kind of nice because, you know, we work on our streams and our own things, which is yeah. always that good thing, I think, as anyone doing esports, if you've got your own branding and your own channels that you've got complete control over because anything you can do from home is good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's earning money in your underpants, man. Exactly. Literally, literally the dream. The and anytime you can skip a 36-hour transit from Adelaide, I think that's yeah, pretty yeah. good. Right? <laughs> not, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do I want to have a 12-hour layover in Dubai for the rest of these 14 hours? <laughs> Maybe just stay home. Yeah, I remember um, the one The one reason I love the situation we have now, even though, you know, obviously there's a part of me that wishes there was an event on every day for StarCraft. And there's people saying, come, we'll fly you out. Uh, I remember one month in 2016 where I did like three events, four events in a month. And I just remember calculating and I'd spent a week and a half on aeroplanes, literally on aeroplanes <laughs> God, in that that's month. Depressing. And I just felt like the most ruined, empty shell of a human being by yeah. the end of it. And I was like, if I move to America or Europe, sure, but I'm not going to be flying out of Australia that often. It, it just kills you. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you get yourself hyped when you're casting from home compared to, you know, like it feels easier um, when you've got this kind of think, environment around you. But Yeah, I think it's a, uh, well, I don't know about Pig, but I definitely cast differently when I'm, uh, when I'm at home than when I'm away, when I'm at home. I'm a little bit more 
you know, I'll get energetic if the if the game's really really exciting. But generally, I'll just make a lot of jokes and be a little bit sarcastic and dry. And <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll I'll definitely like um, get you know when there's a hype moment and a lot of action, I will get a little bit faster and a little bit louder. But at these events, I'm almost always in that mode because it's a different environment. You know, you got your you got the you got lights, camera, action. You got a crowd of screaming fans and. You go for the big stadium cast rather than the bedroom cast. So I, yeah. I, I personally have a couple different modes. I, I, we were walking down this morning and yeah, you were just saying how there's nothing like when you hear your voice vibrating around the Spodak. There. Yeah, it is the, intoxicating. The, most, yeah. the first time I experienced that two years ago, I think. And I was like, whoa, I've never felt that vibration. Yeah. And then you hear the, the crowd responses and stuff. And that's always... Um, yeah, that's a special experience. It's so cool. Yeah. And so, you know, one of those classic questions, how do you feel like, uh, Aussies are sort of embraced within your sort of role? Because it seems like most categories of esports these days, do you have a couple of people on the kind of casting circuit who, who hit the top tier now? It feels like our yeah. general kind of chill mixed with, I guess happy to just have a good joke about things seems to kind of slot in really nicely in this esports world. I think um, that we were making some jokes the other day uh, with the with the guys like the the Europeans and the Americans that we work with that it just doesn't feel like a real event if it doesn't have at least one Australian in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, even for Counter Strike, you know, uh, Chad Sponge is here, and yeah, um, no doubt the other esports here have got some Australian floating around somewhere. Um, but definitely for the StarCraft events, I think because Pig and I. Um, Having lucky enough to have enough people like what we do, um, at least one of us gets hired for a big international. I don't even remember the last time there was a big international that you or I weren't at. Yeah, I don't know. It's been at least a few years, I think. Yeah, we get sad because we always get split up. We don't. Yeah, get, we love like casting it, you know, together. We like each other yeah. a lot, so um, a lot of people like our combo. When it comes to BlizzCon or Katowice, we always try and get as many duo casts yeah, as well. They yeah. have bigger budgets, so yeah. they can afford us both. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's uh, yeah, I, I, we're. we're Certainly for StarCraft, all the big internationals seem to have the token Australian. Yeah. <laughs> um, as, as a last question, uh, you know, what excites you most about, you know, the, I guess, the, you know, the coming year or two in the scene, right? Like 2020 is only a few months away. So, you know, in that kind of context of what excites you about this coming decade in, in the eSport you love? Like real big picture, hey. Um, Jeez, two years. <laughs> who, the, who the hell knows what this game looks like in two years, man? I thought I thought you said ten there'll be years. A, there'll be a fourth race. A fourth that's race. Coming. Yeah, that's it. A lot yeah, of people have been asking for that. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, you, you kind of brought up what Star, the magic of StarCraft is that it doesn't really get touched that 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 much. You know, it's a little tweak here and there. I think adding a fourth race, it's not going to happen ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, two years down the line, honestly, you know, there's been a big shift at Blizzard with management, um, uh, and and a lot of them they've. They had those big layoffs at the time of this um, this this podcast. We oh, in this interview, I don't know when you when you make it go live, but it feels like not that long ago when the layoffs happened. Was it two yeah. weeks? Yeah, a couple, couple weeks, weeks ago. ago. A couple weeks ago. So um, the esports people there is honestly finding their feet, and we'll have a better idea of what the picture in the next two years is going to look like. I mean, I personally am very half glass, you know, glass half full, very confident because our esport continues to grow. We're actually. I feel like compared to the other Blizzard esports, we're actually growing quite consistently and relatively fast. Like, um, for instance, this event, we've got 80% more of a viewership than we did this time last year for this event, which is fantastic. Yeah. And if you keep posting results like that, I mean, BlizzCon smashed viewership records. um, WCS broadcasts are smashing viewership records. Like, we're just breaking records over the place for for viewership growth for the game in 2019 with a nine-year-old game, um, which is really wonderful. And if we keep doing that, then I think it's going to be around for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. Yeah, I echo all of that. Basically, I'm exactly the same. I'm 
uh, sickeningly, sickeningly positive uh, when it comes to things, you know. <laughs> yeah. People be getting fired, the budget's going down, and I'll just be there and I'll be like, you know what? Like, I, I'm the guy who the worst things go. I'm like, we're going to bounce back twice as hard, and things are actually going well right now. So my, my positivity is is even more backed up, uh, despite obviously those layoffs and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I think it's going to keep growing. Um, I, I personally, as someone, I love StarCraft. There is a little part of me that's like StarCraft four, Warcraft, you know, StarCraft yeah, three, yeah. Warcraft four. I mean, I wouldn't like complain. Like, yeah. complain. Just because, I like that you're jumping straight to four. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll do Warcraft three again, and we'll do StarCraft four rather than the other way around. Why not? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, lo- I was I love RTS. Um, there's a lot of good indie RTSs coming out. Nothing that really has challenged at all for obviously yeah, StarCraft spot. But those, those new RTSs always seem to be missing something. Like maybe they have really good micro, yeah. but not very good macro mechanics or vice versa. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of, uh, you know, like, like Northguard. I, re- I kind of like the macro mechanics in that, but the micro is just, it doesn't give you the same satisfaction. Yeah. Or you play something like They Are Billions or, or like, you know, those big, those big strategy games like Frostpunk, for instance. Yeah. I love that game because I'm like, oh, making a city that survives that sort of thing. And I'm like, but where's my army? Yeah. <laughs> can I micro marines and siege tanks in this game oh I can't well I guess uh, I'm back in Starcraft <laughs> open it back up again and yeah. instead it's nice to see fresh ideas appearing around the scene yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. cool it's even cool. if they don't it's work awesome. out yeah I mean there's so many good games that I'm enjoying playing on the side it's just the uh, the competitive side the esports side it's, it's hard to trump Starcraft yeah The Esports Moment is produced by me, Seamus Byrne, as part of the Biteside Podcast Network. Tell me what you think of the show or follow my general social meanderings via Twitter. I'm at Seamus. That's S-E-A-M-U-S. You can find all things Biteside over at biteside.com. Go leave lovely reviews of all the things you're hearing at iTunes or in your favorite podcast apps. It helps those vicious algorithms share the love a little more widely. And most of all, subscribe to the show and stay tuned. Until next time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.